Are you seeking a better way to accelerate your sales, to scale your business, to live a life with no limits? Accelerate Sales Podcast features global experts who have cracked the code to recurring revenues with proven sales systems and get you on the fast track to scaling. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Hello to the Accelerate Sales Solo Podcast, episode number 380. Today's topic is 10 ways to be a better leader. You will learn the 10 ways and also have some stories to support it along the way. If it's your first time, welcome. If you love what you hear, please subscribe. If you're a regular, thanks for your support. Appreciate every review you do, no matter what the platform. Please check out past shows on your favorite platform. Just search Accelerate Sales and don't forget those interview shows. Before we go into the 10, I'd like to talk to you about our free Slack community for cloud consultants. It is a safe place where you can ask questions and they will be answered by like-minded peers. And of course, you can answer some of the questions as well. We have cloud consultants across multiple platforms, including Salesforce, HubSpot, ClickUp, Zoho, Google, Microsoft, just to name a few. If you want to learn from peers to scale your business faster, then this may be for you. Go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash CCC to join for free. So why am I talking about leadership in a sales podcast or a podcast that's called Accelerate Sales? Well, it's simple. If you get the leadership right, it gives you more time to do the sales because in most cases, you're the only person that can really sell, in particular, clothes. So my first leadership role was back in 1994 when I was the youngest person to be promoted to a sales manager at Coca-Cola. Did I make some mistakes? You bet. I made some massive mistakes. And the biggest one I made was thinking that I still had to do all the work. And I went on a journey to become a better leader. And to be honest, I'm still on it. I still listen to podcasts every day on the topic. And I want to share my 28 years of experience with you. So it's in no particular order. It's not very textbook because you can get that stuff. It's just my experience where I haven't heard other people talk about it in the past. So number one is work on yourself First, I'm sure you've heard the analogy of putting your face mask on a plane first before helping others, so I won't bore you with that. But Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and if you haven't read it, please do. It's the book that I read every year. He always starts with fixing yourself first, or working on yourself first, to then help others. And to be honest, I think it's so important to know what you stand for and your values, because then it makes decision-making easy as a leader. And also, people pick leaders by their actions, not follow you based on your title. Especially, you know, we run small businesses, right? So if you're not doing the right things, then how can you expect your people to do the same? And I have a daily reflection, uh, which has all of those values, and it really keeps me aligned and accountable. And if you want a copy of that, just reach out to me. So that's number one. Number two is see it from their perspective first. So in corporate, we did a lot of personality profiling. I'm sure you have as well. And what we also learned was situational leadership, where you don't treat everyone the same. And I went on to become a coach when I left corporate. I was qualified in DISC and HBDI. So you've probably heard of DISC, but HBDI is Herman Brain Dominance International is probably one of the, it's the one that was sort of the basis, I suppose. It's a little bit like Maya Briggs. Anyway, I did those and what I realized is that, you know, people only change themselves. You can't change 
them. And if you walk a mile in their shoes by understanding their personality and why they may have behaved in a certain way, it's going to help you better lead them. And also, if you find their passions and their dreams, it will help them to achieve this. So in my first meeting, my induction meeting, I always ask them, what are those passions you know, what are the things outside of work? What are they trying to achieve in life? And then I have a quarterly development session where we work towards that each quarter because really, you know, everyone thinks about themselves first. And if you're thinking about them, that's going to make it easier. So number three is let go. As I said, one of my biggest mistakes when I first became a leader was trying to do and lead, and it just doesn't work. And I think a great book in this is, uh, a great book on this topic is Michael Gerber's E-Myth, and he talks about a baker versus which is technical versus owning a chain of bakeries, which is the business owner. And uh, I won't go into detail. You can even go on YouTube, etc. There's some great summaries there. But I used to always tell my team, and I still do now, if I'm doing something that they can do, even if they can't do it as effectively as me, it doesn't matter. Call me out and get me away from you. I used to call it, I don't want to sit on you, i.e. I don't want to be doing tasks that only that you can do where I'm not doing the tasks that only I could do, which is example, leading and selling. So, and I also believe though, you should delegate, not abdicate. And uh, I could go on a lot on this, but what we use is an I, we, you training method. I got it from James Shramko. And I is where you perform the task. We is where you do it together. And then you, they train you how to do it. And it's a great way to make sure that they're set up for success. And a couple of examples of that for me was writing my LinkedIn posts, doing my show notes on my podcast, other things where Diana's been fantastic in my team. She now does it on my behalf. And, you know, I've really learned to let go of those areas. So number four is learning styles, which sort of tied into number three with uh, letting go and train be people based on their learning styles. So the four main ones are visual, auditory, reading, and writing, and then kinesthetic, which is doing. So that's the simplest way to explain it. And what I find is that, you know, I had a, a VA. Uh, she she was uh, great in interview, etc. But once I tried to give her tasks um, orderly, she just could not um, get it right. And yes, there was a language barrier, but I think you know I, I did uh, a test, and it's called the VARK. So V A R K. So it's VARK dash learn.com and uh, she was completely visual so then I had to change and I used video etc and I, and I still think that some of the best ways to achieve this at the moment is uh, the learning styles is to use video right so because you can they can actually see it they can hear you and also you can do a transcript and we use a great app called fathom.com uh, fathom.video sorry not fathom.com, fathom.video, which is a great supporter of us. So number five is the five whys. So, you know, basically what is said on the surface is not what really happens beneath. And you've all heard the iceberg story. I don't need to retell that. But ask five whys to get to the real cause. I do it in sales, but it's the same skill that you do for your team. And if you think about it, you want to diagnose like a doctor. So a quick example recently where I had a um, my cousin's uh or my, it was my dad's cousin's son. Won't go into the boring part of how it's related to me, but effectively uh, had four heart attacks, had a fifth. The surgeon said, we'll have to do open heart surgery. They went for a second referral to a second opinion to a professor, and he found out that his iron levels were so low that was what calling 
causing it. So instead of having open heart surgery, which is very pervasive, you know, basically they just fix these iron levels. So that's really getting to the core reason why someone's doing something. And some great examples I've had in the past, especially working in the Philippines, is some trouble at home, right? You start to see performance drop off. You wonder why. Often it's something outside of work that's causing it, and often it's home. But before I continue on the other five, I'd like to let you know about Leadjet.io. Have a look at the LinkedIn profile and had to manually put all the information in or sent messages, and then you've got to kind of copy it across your sales CRM. It's always a pain. No more with Leadjet.io. It does all of this for you, and it's across some of the main platforms, which include Pipedrive, HubSpot, Salesforce, etc. Why not check it out for yourself? Just go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash leadjet. So number six, their decision. And I'm getting through these pretty quickly. So I've only got uh, the four to go. So uh, their decision number six, how many times do you suggest something and it just doesn't get done, right? I know as a, as a, uh, as a parent, it's, it's always the case. My suggestions don't get done. So what you want to do is make sure that they own it completely, right? And you've heard about this from a coaching perspective. And one of the best coaching models is called the GROW model. So if you look at TAO, so Tay, T-A-O of coaching, you'll see this GROW method and I used it when I was qualified as a coach and effectively what you want to do is get to the end destination but not own the journey right they've got to own the journey so grow is goal so you clearly state what the goal is or sorry they clearly state what the goal is reality is they say where they are now to where they want to get to the options they come up with the options you can share some experience but that's it they come up with it the options, what they will do. So that's the W at the end, right? And you've got to hold them accountable for the actions. That's what you're there as a, as a leader, not to come up with all the options yourself. So number seven is underperformance. So you need to take action for underperformance. I know it's really hard because it's like family members, right? I've had some people that worked with me for you know over three years now, and they really are like family. And especially when I went through a lot of troubles with my health and my transplant, etc., they were brilliant. But you need to you know, make sure that the line is drawn and you know, you need to do it for them because they need to improve their performance but because they know they're underperforming. But also the other thing is that you need to do it for the team because the team know, right? And the best thing is have immediate feedback. And what I always do is use a framework is when you do X, it makes Y impact. So it's not about the person, right? It's about the actual decisions that they've made and the impact of those decisions and then get them to document it themselves so that they actually take the learning out of the experience. Number eight is above and below the line. So as I said with coaching, it's sort of linked to the last one, where is first look at what you you haven't done, right? So that's above the line. So for example, you know, have you trained them properly? Have you given them every chance to be successful? And if you haven't, well then Fix that first and then blow the line is what they do. Number nine is play to strengths. So this is related back to number two and really understanding their perspective and the way they look at the world. But work out what they are great at and give them more of that. So fit roles to strengths, right? Don't do it the other way. And in corporate, used to be forced to sort of you know, put round pegs and square holes. You don't need to here. And you know, like I've got a great team member who's bringing a process at the back end doesn't want to deal directly with clients so therefore I need to adjust the roles and responsibilities around that and always be recruiting for those gaps that you've got and 
let's you know let's be honest a players make a significant difference so make sure that you're always hiring a player so number 10 the last one and it's the fun one moments of joy so as a sales leader i used to call reps randomly and give them specific examples of what they were doing well so you know in coke we you know might have a team of 200 people imagine if you're you know one of the most junior people you've done something really well and then your boss's boss's boss calls you and says it you know it makes a really big difference also i give people days offs and gifts where and the gifts are aligned to their passions which i get at the start what they, they love about and that's random uh weekly update so what i do is call out each person's specific uh, actions so what they've done really well for the week and then all the team hear it so all their peers get to hear that also give dinner uh, with family because I think it's so important that the family still help contribute and uh, I do that after major projects etc and uh, unfortunately with COVID it hasn't happened but what I love to do is give trips to the country so summary of the top 10 one work on yourself first two really find out their perspective three let go Number four is what learning style. Number five is the five whys. Number six, their decision. Number seven, under performance. Number eight, above and below the line. Number nine, play to strengths. And number 10 is moments of joy. So as I said, this isn't something you'll find in a textbook. It's from my experience. You'll find everything else in the textbook. There's lots of great things, but this is from my experience to help you. So what are the key actions from today? Just pick one of the 10 Right, and go and implement something today and then share it with me. Whether it's you know, call, um, doing it on LinkedIn, send me an email, just show me what action you've taken based on just one of these 10. You can get all the links in the show notes at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast, episode number 380, or on the app that you're listening to at the moment. I recommend the Pocket Cast apps just because I love it. I'm on an iPhone. You can follow me on LinkedIn. If you know somebody interested in improving their leadership skills, please share it with them. They'll think you're an absolute rock star and please take action to accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is. And don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making this next quarter your best one yet.